With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is hit well in a center field. That one's carrying out at center. It's out of here! Oh, Johnny with a pinch hit home run! At the plate is Mike Trout. The pitch on its way. It's blasted out to dead center field. Out of here. Ball gets away. He's going to break for the plate. Ball game is over. The Angels with a walk-off win here in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is the Angels Recap Podcast, a review of the past week in Angels baseball. Here's your host, Trent Rush. Oh yeah! Hello and welcome to the Angels Recap Podcast. My name is Trent Rush, fired up to be with you, uh, recording this after the Angels just beat the Boston Red Sox 5-4 on Wednesday afternoon. How about the Halos, hottest team in baseball right now, just took down the team that has the most wins in the American League. The Angels get it done, they take two of three from the Boston Red Sox, and don't look now, the Angels are inching closer and closer uh, to being in that playoff mix, and uh, here they are, two games over 500 for the first time since April when they were 9-7 and seven. as we welcome you to the Angels Recap Podcast. There's a lot to get to here on the show today. we got to talk about Shohei Otani, of course, and we'll get to him uh, momentarily. We're going to hear from All-Star Jared Walsh. We're going to talk to David Fletcher and hear from Fletch about uh, what he's been up to in the blackjack hit streak that he's on right now, 21 in a row. He was 7-for-7 seven seven at one point. I mean, he's putting up numbers that are just phenomenal right now. David Fletcher is. We're going to talk about that. Uh, here in a bit, we're going to hear from Mike Trout, get some of his thoughts on Shohei Otani at the All-Star Game. Plus, we'll also hear from Mike about how he's feeling right now and when we can expect to see him back. Um, a lot of good news coming for the Angels, and the whole idea of being able to tread water without Mike Trout has been phenomenal because the Angels are six games over 500 without Mike Trout heading into the final series of the first half. They got three games in Seattle, it's the All-Star break, and then three more against the Mariners back here at the Speaking of that series against the Mariners, here's the deal. I got tickets that I got to give away. I I gave out some on the radio, but uh, the the folks at Angels Baseball have been generous enough to give me some more tickets, so I got more tickets to give away on the podcast. Here's what you got to do. Post the link to this podcast, use the hashtag AngelsRecap, and tag me at Trent Rush Sports. If you do that, you are eligible to win. So, Whatever, wherever you found the link to this podcast, you get on Twitter, post the link on Twitter to this podcast, and use the hashtag AngelsRecap. You can put a message in there if you want. Uh, let me know what you think about the podcast. Whoever you want to do it, use the hashtag AngelsRecap, tag me at Trent Rush Sports, and post the link to this podcast. And we'll have a few lucky winners out there uh, that are going to get some tickets to the game coming up on July the 16th. The Angels take on the Seattle Mariners. Okay, let's begin how we always begin, and that is with Shohei Otani, who hit his 32nd home run of the season on Wednesday afternoon to help propel the Angels to a one-run win in that game. And that was a day after Shohei had gone seven innings and given up just two runs. I mean, what he has done this season, we are seeing the greatest season 
anybody has ever had. That's what we are witnessing right now with Shohei Otani. And I just want to say, and I put this on Twitter, and I'll, I'll say it here. When Shohei came in in 2018, I don't know that I truly understood the magnitude of what it meant to have Otani not just play for the Angels, but be a part of Major League Baseball and what he could do. There was a ton of hype in Japan. And all the Japanese media came out to spring training, and there they are in Tempe, and Otani's struggling in Tempe, and we're seeing Shohei as a player that is incredibly gifted, um, that is just a nice person, and you thought there's a chance that this guy has the potential to be great, and he was doing something pretty cool that no one's ever done before. So let's see how it goes. That, I think, was my mentality, and I was really excited to see Shohei. I I thought he was going to be good, but... I didn't know that it was possible to be this good, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, he's a rookie of the year in 2018. He was great that season. You know, 2019, we didn't really get to see full Otani in all his glory because he was a hitter only and he wasn't pitching. And, you know, 2020, he simply just was not himself on the mound. He hadn't thrown in two years, and he's trying to find his rhythm there. Then he comes into 2021 where he basically gets, you know, carte blanche freedom to be Shohei and being Shohei is something that I never was able to comprehend the possibility of. Otani is so much better than I thought he could be. It's blowing my mind. I mean, this guy is phenomenal. And if you said, oh, no, I knew Shohei was going to be this good. No, you didn't. No, you didn't because you've never seen anything like him before. We all said, and I said this on the podcast, and I know I'm not the only one. It was all over the place nationally. The number was 30. The number was 30 Starter wins plus home runs. And a lot of people say, hey, can Shohei hit 20 homers and get 10 wins? If he can do that, 30. Man, that, that, that's an MVP. Well, how about the fact that Shohei is now at 36? 36, and we're not yet to the All-Star break. And the 32 home runs, the most ever in Major League Baseball by a Japanese-born player in a single season. Beyond incredible what Shohei Otani has done. And Hideki Matsui weighed in on that. Uh, he said this in a statement, quote, 32 home runs in a season is just a passing point for a hitter like Shohei. I was once considered a long ball hitter in the majors, but I believe that he truly is a long ball hitter. Furthermore, he is an amazing pitcher. He exceeds what is considered a conventional for a major league player, and there is no one else like him. I hope he continues his success this season as he carries the hopes and dreams of many fans and young children. As a baseball fan myself, I can't wait to see what he's able to do next. That's Hideki Matsui saying that about Shohei Otani. All right, Shohei headed to the All-Star game as well. What a schedule it's going to be for Shohei Otani. It's going to be really busy for him there. He's going to be in the Home Run Derby. He's going to be in the All-Star game. We'll hear from Joe Madden a little bit later on about how it's all going to work out about him as a pitcher and how that uh, could come to be. But first, let's hear from a guy that's been through it before, a guy that knows what it's like to have all eyes on you at the Midsummer Classic, and that's Mike Trout. And Trout also talked about some advice he's given to Shohei Otani and what he can get from the experience. Yeah, um, about a week ago, I you know went up to him and I was like, um, you know, I kind of really t- I caught, talked to him and Ipe and said, look, you know, just to enjoy every minute of it. You know, it's a it's an unbelievable experience. Um, the, just the fans, uh, the, the players, just the whole atmosphere and and um, just to being there with all the guys. It's it's one of the coolest things you're going to do. And it goes by so fast, especially for him with the Derby. Um, he's 
probably an Otani being Otani, you know, he's going to be pulled in all different directions. Just being able to slow everything down and enjoy every minute of it because he's, you know, by the time he gets there, he's going to, you know, wake up and he's going to be heading home back to, you know, Anaheim. It's just going to go by so quick. You know, my first one, it was, you know, I had so much fun and then, you know, I just looked back and it was over. So just enjoy, try to slow everything down because you're doing a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm sure he has, he's going to have more questions, but, you know, Otani's, um, you know, he, he's a he's a good dude and he I think he'll figure it out. Now, when it comes to Trout's own status, I know a lot of people are hoping to see Mike Trout get back very, very soon. And, of course, uh, I would be among those, as are basically everybody uh, that watches Angels baseball. You want to see the best player in the world back on the field soon. The day he's eligible to return is July the 17th. I don't know if he's going to be ready to go that day. Hard to say at this point. Um, and, really, it's going to probably depend a lot on, on how his lower half is feeling moving around the diamond. Uh, that's going to impact defense, base running. But I would say this. His swing right now, man, it's dialed in. I had a chance to see him take some batting practice the other day, and I knew that things were going pretty good for Trouty when he hit one off the end of the bat over the right field wall, and then he went pull mode and absolutely smoked the ball over the second bullpen in left. And then uh, in his last, basically, session there, uh, he went and hit five straight home runs, just easy, free swings, looked really good. So much power with Mike Trout. Um, You just can't wait to see him getting back. But as far as how he's doing physically, here's Trout on his condition. Yeah, um, started swinging uh, a couple days ago, playing catch, um, starting to jog a little bit. Um, you know, it's progressing nice, progressing nice. Um, obviously there's these last couple of weeks, uh, the, the progression has been unbelievable. Uh, I'm really happy the way it's going. Um, you know, uh, you know, obviously going into this, when it happened, you know, docs were saying six to eight weeks and, you know, I really can't put a day when I want to, when I'm going to come back. It's just how I feel. You know, I feel you know, I would go a day where I feel really good coming the next day, just feel a little sore, you know, just go take it day by day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really good to be back swinging and being getting into the baseball activities again because I was going a little crazy for a little bit. Yeah, we all know Trouty, when he doesn't get to play, isn't exactly the most patient person in the world, but he's working hard to get back, and we're all looking forward to seeing Trout get back. Look, the fact that the Angels just went 5-6 and six in this last homestand, uh, swept the Baltimore Orioles, took care of business against uh, that team, a team that they should be, and then to back that up, by taking two of three against the Red Sox, and that's right after taking two of three in New York. I mean, you just kind of look, you know, just look at what the Angels have done in their last nine games. They're seven and two in their last nine games heading into this uh, first half ending series in Seattle, a team that's ahead of them in the standings as it sits right now. And the Angels, in my opinion, are a, a better team than the Seattle Mariners. Seattle's really known for being a first half team. That's what they have been for some time. But the Angels cannot have a letdown now. You can't let the Thursday off day. Uh, fester into not coming out to play great baseball Friday through Sunday. I mean, there were obviously a couple of plays in the game on Wednesday where, you know, the Angels had a tough time in the outfield. I know Luis Rangifo, you know, look, it's obvious he's still not completely comfortable in the outfield. And and even Phil Gosselin uh, had a tough, you know, chance at one that, you know, he might have lost the sun a little bit. Rangifo lost one of the sun. I mean, you, you have guys that are playing out of position that the Angels are just trying to, 
get through this stretch where they have so many guys on the injured list. And and part of that is, is that some guys have to play out of position. But part of what comes with that is, you know, you like the offensive production and you just try to, you know, make it through the storm. And it just feels like the Angels are getting close to being through the storm. Now, I know the Angels were hoping that they'd have Justin Upton back before the All-Star break. Sounds like that's not going to happen. Um, you were hoping to have Anthony Rendon back before the All-Star break. That's definitely not going to happen. He was placed on the injured list. but And now the hope is that Mike Trout can get back soon. But there have been other guys that have stepped up. David Fletcher having a 21-game hit streak. Jared Walsh now with 22 home runs. Hits two of them in the game on Wednesday. Phenomenal. What Jared Walsh has done. I mean, it's it, it's been remarkable to see. Uh, you know, obviously the Shohei Otani stuff is the headline, but for Jared Walsh, a 39th round pick, uh, to get to this point is really really cool. But even before Walsh was added to the All Star team, Mike Trout was asked if there was another player that should be on the team before the results were announced. Yeah, I think you got to you know first base. You got to stick with Walshy. Um, I mean, he's been incredible. You know, it's a couple of the, these games this year, he's had one. of the biggest hits, obviously, you've seen it in New York when you hit the slam. I mean, he deserves to be there. Um, he's just uh, the hard work he's put in. He's, you know, grinding every single day. Um, he gets it. You know, I think that's that's big in this game. He knows um, what it takes. And, you know, I'm proud of him. He just uh, comes in every day. He doesn't really talk much, um, just works on his stuff, tries to get better. And, you know, he goes out there and puts up unbelievable numbers. Jared Walsh this season. Batting 282, 22 home runs, 64 RBI, with an OPS of 911. A 911 OPS for Jared Walsh. What he has meant for the Angels is so significant. There is no way the Angels are where they are if not for what Jared Walsh has done. And the other part, too, about Walsh is close to 40% of his RBI this season have either tied the game for the Angels or given the Angels the lead. That is not insignificant. Walsh, not only is he putting up big numbers, he's putting up big numbers in clutch situations. Jared Walsh defines what it means to be an all-star in so many different ways. So it was really cool when the news was announced to be able to talk with Jared about just that. Jared, just how do you describe the uh, the honor of being an all-star? Yeah, pretty cool. Just want to say thank you to everybody that voted for me, player, fan alike. Uh, really appreciate it. So very grateful. Was this for you ever anything that like you dreamed of when you're coming up through the minor leagues trying to find a way to the bigs? Did this, did this ever cross your mind? Yeah, I think you dream about everything, World Series, all that kind of stuff, all-star games, but I never made one of the minor leagues, so this is pretty special to do at the major league level. Was there ever a moment for you where it felt like, okay, I, I got a real shot at this thing. I'm putting up the numbers and looking at it. Was, did that ever cross your mind at any point? Maybe a little bit, but so much is out of your control with the fan voting and stuff like that that uh, it's kind of tough. You don't want to get hung up on it because you really don't control any of it. So thankful that I got in, though. Thanks, sir. Congratulations. Did you ever, like, start looking at stats and, like, let's see, no, me and Matt no, Olson? No, 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 no. And Matt Olson's one of those guys. I'm not sure if he got in or not, but I think he really deserved to. One of my best friends in the game. So uh, he's having an awesome season. Who told you just now? Perry came up and kind of made a little announcement in front of everybody, so it was pretty special. I'll remember that one forever. Have you talked to family or anything else yet, or friends about this? No, honor I don't know when the news comes out. I was going to surprise my mom with the envelope, but if it already comes out, that's probably going to ruin it. So we'll, I'll play it by ear after the game. It's like 2.30 today, so yeah, okay, time. then it's ruined. So she'll just find out through social media like everybody else, I guess. Um, just kind of like big picture, like how much has it helped going from all the different stuff you did in the minors, two-way stuff, to like being kind of locked in now at first base and 
just knowing like organization wide that that's kind of where they see you and like that's going to be your role moving forward like how much has it just helped you kind of settle in the last year and a half now I think it's helped you know uh, showing up to the park knowing you're probably going to be playing that day is uh, makes it a little bit better going to the field for me personally so the fact that I've gotten consistent opportunities has been really huge I know that uh, we, we talked you talked earlier in the year how last year was really such a short sample that you were that good and you had a little bit of going into this year like is it going to happen again at what point did you kind of like get over that and go yeah I am this good you know oh man I think baseball is such an up and down game that you got to try to stay even keel um you know, got a whole lot of season left, so just going to try to play my best ball. But I don't really get too ahead of myself. Just take it one day at a time. And I know that's cliche, but you start thinking about things way in the future, way in the past, you're probably in trouble. Is there something you're looking forward to most going there next week? Watching Shohei Otani win the Derby. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm looking forward to. How cool is that to share the fact that Otani's going to be there too for the game and everything else too? Well, just exciting for all of us because we see what he does in batting practice or have in the past. So I think he's about to really open some eyes. Not that he hasn't already with 30 homers, but they're about to see some stuff they've never seen before. So it's cool. Speaking of that home run derby, man, the list of folks that are going to be a part of it is just phenomenal. So not just Shoei Otani, but Walsh's buddy Matt Olson is going to be in it. Juan Soto is going to be in the home run derby. Trey Mancini, great story. Uh, Joey Gallo, massive power. Salvi Perez, another good story. Pete Alonzo, Trevor Story, a lot of good names in that home run derby. That is a star-studded affair, but everybody pales in comparison to Shohei Otani. And that is not just going to be television. We're also going to have that for you on Monday night on Angels Radio AM830. So make sure you tune in to AM830 uh, to be able to listen to the Home Run Derby. We'll have the All-Star Game as well. Now, as for how Shohei Otani is going to be used in the All-Star Game, obviously, yes, in the Home Run Derby. Yes, he's going to be a starting DH. I don't know where he's going to be in the lineup. I, I think that Kevin Cash needs to make him the leadoff guy, personally. I think that Shohei Otani should start the game as the pitcher and be in the leadoff spot. That's what I think should happen. Will it happen? happen. I don't know. That's what I think should happen. As far as having the conversation of how Shoei is going to pitch, how it's all going to work, Shoei himself did not have any conversation with Kevin Cash about that. He wasn't lobbying for himself, and then it helps when he ends up getting voted on to be a pitcher anyway. But that's something that ends up being a conversation between the Angels and Kevin Cash, and Joe Madden has had some of those conversations about how Otani is to be used. And here's what Joe had to say about how that's going so far. The, the conclusion is that he would pitch. But how it's going to happen, it's not been concluded. There's different ways to do it, obviously, for him to start the game or for him to come into the game in progress. Um, when do you hit him? And how often do you hit him? Uh, don't forget, he's going to do the uh, home run derby the day before. There's a lot going on there. Uh, but I do want you to know that Shohei's into it. It's not like uh, we're not trying to push him to do anything. He is into it, just like he wants to play the day before he pitches, the day that he is pitching. And then the day after, he is totally absorbed into this. We're just trying to figure out the best way to do it. Man, I know that we talk about the Angels as a whole, and we talk about the team, and we talk about what it, you know the big picture here, but it is hard to not get sucked in to just want to talk about Shohei Otani because it's just so phenomenal what he is doing this season. Um, I mentioned before the Angels winners of seven of the last nine. You know, take two of three against the Yankees. They sweep the Orioles. Take two of three against the Boston Red Sox. Hey, maybe the Angels can play against the AL East teams all year long. Why not? Halos, uh, maybe with the exception of Tampa, definitely with the exception of Tampa. 
Tampa have done pretty well against the American League East. But now they're going to get the American League West coming in. Seattle uh, going to be the opponent in the next six games that the Angels play. But uh, before we get to that, I did want to mention David Fletcher and his 21-game hit streak. And not just the 21-game hit streak that Fletcher is on, because it's bigger than that for David Fletcher. What he has done, it's not like he's getting one hit in these hit streaks. Um, he is putting together something pretty phenomenal. I uh, got the leadoff single in the first inning yesterday. He's got a bunch of first inning hits. He's got the longest streak in the majors this year at 21 games, sixth longest streak in Angels history. Um, and he had seven straight plate appearances with a hit going back to Monday as well. So Fletch is just putting up monster numbers and he's hitting like well over 350 while he's on this hit streak as well. A bunch of multi hit games in there, drove in uh, some big runs in the Red Sox series. All of that pretty significant. And the Angels, again, playing good baseball. So it was fun to catch up with David Fletcher post game. Actually, two nights in a row, but here's our conversation from Wednesday. Yes, welcome back, uh, David Fletcher, with us. Two more hits for you in this game, but you guys able to take two out of three against the Boston Red Sox. Came in, best record in baseball, and you guys get the job done in this series. What's it say about that this group and the ability to perform, especially with so many big names not in the lineup right now? Yeah, I mean, I think we can compete with anybody, and um, we're playing well right now. 21-game hit streak for you extends today with two more hits. I know we talked about this a little bit last night, but can you describe just how really locked in you feel at the plate right now? Yeah, I feel good up there. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to get on base in front of the guys behind me. we got some guys that are really swinging it well, Otani, Walsh. So um, as long as I can keep getting on base for those guys. We've talked about Otani before, but I want to get some of your thoughts on Jared Walsh as well. As a guy yourself that I know at times has maybe been overlooked in their career, 39th round draft pick, an all-star, two big home runs today for Walshie. What's it like for you watching him? Yeah, I played with him since we got drafted in the same year in rookie ball. And uh, I mean, he's always been a great hitter. So none of this is surprising to me or, or probably even even him. Appreciate it, Fletcher. Congrats on the win. Yeah, thank you. Always a fun time with David Fletcher, but just thinking about Jared Walsh, man, how great that story is. A 39th round draft pick is an all-star. It's just so cool, which brings me to the draft this year, and this is part of the stuff that bums me out. The draft's going to start on uh, Sunday night, 4 o'clock, I guess Sunday afternoon. It doesn't bum me out that the draft's starting. What bums me out is that the draft is going to be 20 rounds this year, which is better. It's up from 5 from last season, but down from 40 where it's been. So guys like Jared Walsh may not have an opportunity anymore because the draft's essentially been cut in half. So you can go find guys. You can go find an all-star in the 39th round if you you develop them properly, you do the right job in scouting, and you're able to find a player uh, that's going to be able to perform. Um, it's it's amazing what Jared Walsh has done. It really is. But again, uh, the Angels will have the ninth pick in the draft. Now, here's the, all the talk about the draft. It's really about you know the top eight guys seem to be the big names, and then again, the Angels pick ninth. But um, who knows if a team's going to go under slot and, and, and change some of that and, and maybe one of those top eight end up falling to the Angels. We don't know how that's all going to shake out. Also, we don't know how the Angels are going to treat that first pick um, with the potential to maybe use maybe, maybe they go under slot and they use some, um, you know, the extra allotment uh, towards, you know, other players later in the draft. It, it's, it's impossible to try to predict the MLB draft. I know everyone likes to put mocks out there. I've seen good mock NFL drafts. I've seen good um, NBA ones. I've almost never seen good baseball ones. It's it's like such unpredictable. It's so unpredictable. And that 
that's not to say there aren't great people that do this, that are really good at it. Um, there are a lot of smart draft people out there that do a phenomenal job covering amateur baseball and what it can mean for big league clubs. I, I just know that it, it's just so hard to predict, and so many teams have their lips so tightly sealed, it's like impossible uh, to get information on the draft. But it does make so, for some pretty good drama, and it, it's all part of like this new all-star week, essentially. So you're going to have the draft uh, starting Sunday afternoon. You're going to have the Futures game on Sunday afternoon. You're going to have the Home Run Derby, the All-Star game. It's all together. So you include the draft as part of the All-Star game festivities. It just makes for a really fun baseball week. Then basically off days Wednesday, Thursday, right back at it here at the Big A coming up on July the 16th. So fun times to be had for all the Angels going into this final series, the first half against Seattle Mariners, feeling pretty good right now. All right, that's going to just about do it for us here on the Angels Recap Podcast. For Hannah Stang, Alex Tinio, Howard Dretcher, everybody at AM830 that helps put this together. My name is Trent Rush. Hey, thanks to all of you for participating, for being out a part of the Angels Recap show we do after each and every Angels home game on the radio. And again, in case you missed it before, tweet out the link to this podcast. Tell your friends to check out the Angels Recap podcast. Tag me at Trent Rush Sports. Use the hashtag Angels Recap, and that makes you eligible to win a four-pack of tickets to Friday night's game on July the 16th when the Angels get back from the All-Star break. That's going to do it for us. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Angels Recap Podcast.